0: Season three, episode five, A Loyal Love. So I don't know how many of you out there have a pet. That's not something I grew up with. My parents figured we were enough, which we were. And the, you know, most affectionate pet I ever had was a goldfish. I shouldn't say that. In high school, we had a project that was our rabbit named tibber we just spilled rabbit backwards um and there was a group of us that were caring for this rabbit but he was outside in a cage temporarily um but my first experience of having a dog started 10 years ago a little over 10 no it's about 10 years um it's something that my husband wanted like like as soon as we got engaged he's like you know we need to get a dog and i'm like um I want to be a mom. I need to first learn how to take care of children and successfully before I bring an animal into this house. And maybe I should have thought of it more as the process of, well, maybe we test it out on a dog and then figure out if we can be parents. But um so I was, you know, I told Paul I'm like, "Look, when Jake, who's our younger one, when he's in first grade, then I'll talk about it. But until then, no." Like I was trying to figure out how to be a mom and balance his schedules and how to even control these creatures that need you to live. Like I needed Jake to be self-sufficient enough that I wasn't worried that I was going to do something that was actually going to end his life, like forget to feed him or something along that lines. I never did. I always fed my kids. It was fine. But the dog, I could see where that would get lost in the shuffle. And I wanted to, you know, if I don't do things halfway, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And you know, taking on an animal is a responsibility, and that animal deserves a good life. So, the other caveat I had with getting a dog was um, I needed to feel like I was doing something for the greater good. I'm like, I need to feel like I'm doing something that helps something else, and that's why I said, if we're getting a dog, I don't want a puppy. And trust me, I love puppies. I love them. They're so sweet and they're so cute. But I barely potty trained my kids, barely. So I don't think I'm going to be able to potty train a dog that I cannot clearly communicate with. So I said, I want an older dog. Like, I don't want a puppy. I want a dog that's at least two or three years old, that has been through the puppy stage. Someone else has trained them. Oh, excuse me. Sorry for the yawn there. Um, Someone else has trained them. And I just need to, like, do upkeep and maintenance of the training. So... Um, we finally got the, you know, the time came and I finally caved. And I mean, my husband grew up with dogs. They were outdoor dogs. And I was like, no, that was one of my other caveats is I want a dog that is going to be inside with us. I don't want an outdoor dog. I'm like, I want a dog that's going to be inside with us and be a part of our family. And Paul's thing was he also wanted it for protection because I, you know, my husband's a fireman. He's gone a lot. I spent a lot of time at my you know, at home by myself, especially when the kids were little, that he wanted to have a bigger dog. And I, I did not disagree with that. I said, I'm good with that. So, um, after looking at about 25 or so dogs, um, and I was like, nah, that's not right. It' Not quite. We came across our Hallie girl and she was living in a, she was rescued in, um, North, North LA at a high kill shelter, and a lot of um, rescue organizations actually will pull dogs from there because literally if a dog isn't going to get adopted, they put him down in three days. And so our girl got saved by that organization and was uh, fostered at a puppy day spa, <laughs> which is so funny now because to know that our, you know, our sweet Hallie was not da- dog friendly. But she, there she was living at a puppy day ball. They only had her about a week before we adopted her. And she was so sweet. Just such a sweet dog. Um, we got her. She was underweight. Um, we got her. I think she was 55 pounds. And she got up to 75 pounds. Um, but she brought so much light and love and comfort in our lives. And if you've never had a dog, I really recommend getting one. It's well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Um, I shouldn't say recommend getting one, but if there's, I'm so glad that our boys grew up with an animal in our home and maybe you're a cat person, maybe you're a llama person. I don't know. There's all kinds of amazing, you know, animals out there that, you know, I just keep going back to, you know, God created animals too. He didn't just create humans. He created the animals that walked the earth. Now he gave us the responsibility to care for animals, but what they give us back, I I feel like they give us so much more than I could possibly give. And it's so funny saying that. I never thought I'd say that never having a dog growing up. And I just love dogs now. I love them. I I loved our sweet Hallie girl. And a little over a year ago, we had to put Hallie down. It was she was about 12. We never really knew her age. That's the thing. When you adopt a rescue that unless, you know, they know specifically what's going on, we had a ballpark. They look at their teeth and they looked at Hallie's teeth and they thought she was three. The next year they looked at Taylor's teeth. They thought she was three. The next year they looked at Hallie's teeth and now she might be six or seven. So that's where it's like, it was a guessing game. Um, and Hallie started getting sick, but it was very, if you want to call it coincidental, I don't really use that word anymore um, because I know there are no coincidences. I know that there's a lot that happens that we couldn't possibly comprehend. And our sweet Hallie girl was so key and so instrumental in such a God-given gift When I was in the hospital, even before, like before I got diagnosed in any of that, you know, I can't tell you how many times that I was having a really bad day and I would just sit on the floor and she would come, she thought she was a lap dog. She had no understanding that she was 75 pounds of fur and muscle and just a sweetheart. Lazy. She would never play fetch, but She just was a calming force in our house. Like the second you, she walked in, she just was calm unless you were a dog and then things weren't so calm, but that's okay. We all have our flaws and that was hers. But she also like, she was a rescue. We don't know her story. She had a big, she had scars on the top of her head. Her ear was torn. Um, She had scars underneath her chin. So it looked like a dog like bit her head is what it looked like. So she'd seen some stuff. And she was so loyal. Like, she wouldn't leave our porch. Like, she wasn't the dog that you had to make sure, like, keep the door closed because the dog's going to dart out. She wasn't that dog. She wouldn't leave our porch or our driveway. She knew she had it good. And that's what I love about rescues is that they understand how good they have it. Kind of like us, huh? If you think about it. Sometimes we don't realize how good we have it because... We have scars, too. We have scars. Some of them you can see, some of you can't. Think about the scars that Christ endured for us. And sometimes we forget how good we have it because of the scars he got for us so we could be with him. You know, your scars tell a story, and I've talked about scars before, and they tell a story, and that is what Hallie's story was. We don't know her story, but we can assume what it was, whether she was used for fighting or um, we think she was abused because of the way that if you raised a hand by her, she would cower. Not that we hit our dog, but it was just like you could see that there was some damage there. And despite all of that, she loved us unconditionally. She did. She loved us unconditionally. And, you know, I read somewhere that, you know, the reason why dogs have such a short life is because they don't need the time that we as human needs to figure out how to live a good life. How to love unconditionally. How to be loyal. How to forgive. It was like she knew how to do that. Animals know how to do that, and yet it takes sometimes us a lifetime to figure it out. Anyway, our Hallie girl, she uh, she got sick, and this is what a story, and I, didn't, I never thought I'd share the story because you might think I'm crazy, and if at the end of the story you think I'm crazy, that's totally fine. Um, you know, she comforted the she comforted, sorry, I paused for a second because I'm getting lost in some memories. Like I'm having flashbacks as I'm talking about this. So I apologize for that pause there. But, you know, we got, when I got sick, she was the comfort in our house for the, for Paul and the boys. Paul said one night she made, while I was in the hospital, she made this sound that he never heard her make before. And it was like, she was in pain, but she wasn't. And she, he hadn't heard her make that scent. That's that, that uh, sound again. Like he'd been, he'd walked her. He had, and there was nothing, there was no like coughing or anything associated with it. And he couldn't figure out what it was. So fast forward. Now I'm out of the hospital. I am through treatment and she, God bless that dog. When I, whenever, I mean, treatment was rough at times and I would have to, you know, retreat to my room and sleep, um, just because I was so tired all the time and she'd come with me. It was like, you know, it's like you hear about, you know, how, you know, animals know, like if someone in your house, if, you know, a woman in the house is pregnant and they'll, you know, they stick close by you and, um, like are more gentle or gentler with you, Animals just have this sense that I don't think we completely understand. And she knew I, I needed just that comfort of her and what her job was. And she took her job very seriously. She provided comfort. She was there. She didn't care how big or little you were. She thought you she would fit perfectly in your lap. <laughs> but she was gentle with me. And she just made sure I was okay. And now we fast forward a little bit from that time frame. And um, I started getting better. My MRIs started looking beautiful. And I've told you guys this, but, you know, they started shrinking when they didn't even give me an option that what was in my head was going to shrink. And then it all but disappeared. And it's gone. Well, as the doctors say and the science says that it's, you know, I'll never be cured. But they don't see anything right now in my brain. (laughs) Other than my brain. (laughs) But right about the time things started turning the corner for me, Hallie made that noise again. That sound that Paul said he'd never heard again. He'd never heard her make before. And so right about the time I was getting better, Hallie got sick. And she started coughing, and we figured out that um, after some tests that she had a mass in her lungs. I don't find that coincidental. I don't believe it was a coincidence that right about the time that my tumor disappeared, Hallie got one. I believe without a doubt that given the choice she would have said, let me have it. Let me take it. Because I think about the ones that I love the most in my life. And without a doubt, I am so glad it was me that got this tumor and not them. I, You know, I, it's really hard to watch my loved ones look at me During that time frame. And hearing those exact same words come out of my husband's mouth. Because I would never, ever want anybody else to have cancer in my family but me. And they would say the same thing. Not that they wish I had it, but my husband, one of the first words is like, wish it was me and not you, Sarah. So maybe I live in a very, you know unrealistic life and unrealistic world to think that Hallie took my cancer. <laughs> but I do believe God made everything. God does things that surpass all understanding. For example, I'm just reading Philippians 4, 7. It says, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding... Will guard your heart and minds in Jesus Christ. God just doesn't give us peace that we don't understand. He gives us love, He gives us miracles. I'm one. I'm supposed to be dead right now, according to the numbers. But I'm six months past when I was supposed to be dead. That's kind of amazing, don't you think? So I really don't put anything past God of what He's able to do. You know, keep going in Philippians 4:30. You go know, fast forward six. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He gives us the strength to get through things that we think are impossible. Our sweet girl was 12, and maybe it was a coincidence that. She got sick right when I got well. But that sweet girl, she blessed us in ways that are unbelievable. And we pray at night. We we thank God for her and what she brought to our lives. And those of you that have animals, you can understand. And those of you that you don't, I really, I really suggest getting one or recommend it. Animals just bring something into this world that I think sometimes... We can't understand. Like, it's so funny. Like, my husband turns into a completely different person around our dog. Like, I made it two days. We had to put Hallie down on a Friday. We had a dog on Sunday, actually, and that was my fault. Because I said after Hallie, never again. I'm tired of vacuuming up dog hair everywhere. I'm tired of blah, blah, blah. You know, and of course, you know, we got the dog. Boys, you have to help. Yeah, well, guess who was cleaning up poop? They would help sometimes, but in their defense, she's a big dog, and she was hard to handle until they got big enough. Now our new dog, Mr. Maverick, who's, you probably heard him snort just now. He's laying right behind me. He's he's a little bit smaller. He's about 40 pounds. Energetic. He actually chases, which is good. He likes to play. He also likes to love, too. He does a great job of cuddling, and he's such a good dog. We say we think Hallie sent him to us because he was a rescue too, found under a dumpster in Tijuana. Somebody rescued him, and then we got to adopt him. But I made it two days without a dog, the person that said, I'm never having another dog again. And I made it two whole days, two days. And I'm sharing this story with you just because God does work in mysterious ways. The Lord works in mysterious ways. And he works through so many things. He works through other people. He works through sunsets. He works through nature. He works through animals. All this stuff that is around us is created by him, including the animals. And they just, how lucky we are to have them walking the earth with us and what joy they bring us. So I hope this has brought you, warmed your heart. I didn't mean to tell a sad story, but it isn't a sad story. It was really a beautiful story. And... um this isn't a commercial. I feel like I'm like doing the prices right right now where he says, you know, like I'm Bob Barker, please get your pets spayed or neutered, neutered at the end of it. But there's a lot of animals out there that could really use some love. And if it's in your heart and you're called upon to do that, then do that. Because that's the other thing is these animals, I've seen them in action. I've seen therapy animals and what they do for people, people that have different struggles, PTSD, um, autism, you know, I, I mean, people that can't see, are seeing eye dogs and the different roles that these animals take on are phenomenal. And I just believe that God blessed us with, with them to help get us through the life. Cause they knew we were going to need these comfort companions that, Hey, look at me. They feel like they already live Christ like lives because of the way they live their lives with complete joy, with fun, with forgiveness and love. Which is what we're all called to do. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Sarah Vioso, and I'll see you or hear you, or you'll hear me at the next episode of Surviving Fear.